Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international or global news. In the U.S. state of Hawaii, 89 people have now died from wildfires on the island of Maui, making them the worst fires, the deadliest fires in the U.S. for over 100 years. It appears to be another indication of the impact of climate change. We've seen huge fires in Canada and in some parts of Russia this northern hemisphere summer. Dr. Tafadzwa Mabadi is an honorary research fellow at the University of KwaZulu-Natal School of Agriculture, Earth and Environmental Science. Dr. Mabaudi, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. How are you? I'm well, thank you. We see these huge fires in Hawaii at the moment. We've seen them in other places. Is there definitely a scientific link between these fires and the fact it's summer in the northern hemisphere and a hotter summer than we've seen before? Uh, so the northern hemisphere has been experiencing uh, above average uh, temperatures and intense heat waves. The fires in Hawaii are, are mostly being attributed to the fact that the island has been going through a drought period uh, and the low humidity and strong winds mostly brought by Hurricane Dora, which is uh, you know active in the region. So that is what we know uh, for, for sure at this stage. Um, when so much smoke goes into the atmosphere, what impact does that have? We've seen these fires. We've seen massive fires in Canada, big fires in parts of Russia as well. What happens when so much grit, uh, so much smoke, so many particulates go into the atmosphere? Uh, okay, so smoke has various uh, implications. There is obviously the immediate impact on air quality, uh, which is quite bad for people with, uh, you know, uh, uh, lung disease, uh, it causes stroke, lung disease, diabetes. Uh, it also uh, causes chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and other related disease. And it increases the risk for things such as tuberculosis uh, and eye diseases and so forth. So there are the health implications associated with air quality or air pollution due to smoke. And of course, there's also the fact that we are releasing or enhancing emissions into the atmosphere which then also adds to that cyclic effect of warming in the longer term. So does that mean then that if we have more big fires that go for longer because of global warming, you have more smoke entering the atmosphere, which then heats up the earth more? Yeah, definitely. So it becomes a cyclic effect in in that order, that if we have more fires where we are then releasing more emissions into the environment, especially large wildfires, to be specific, it then adds to that effect over the long term. We've seen a lot of climate, a lot of conversation around climate change this northern hemisphere summer. We're obviously coming out of our winter, but we in southern Africa are only going into an El Nino effect now. Do you expect us to have a very hot summer as well? Yes, currently we are expecting above average uh, temperatures, so that means it, it should be hotter than usual. And if what we've seen in the northern hemisphere is anything to go by, we should expect also some intense uh, heat during our summer, as well as low rainfall and low humidity, which adds to dryness in the environment. So that means then that we could actually have quite a long, quite a hot, quite a dry summer, completely different to what we've seen for the last three years, which have all been La Nina. Yes, definitely. So we, we are coming out of a triple La Nina phase, which brought above average rainfall to the region and, of course, flooding here and there. And now we are transitioning into this El Nino, which earlier on in the year, others were predicting to be a super or strong El Nino. But currently we know for sure that we are in an El Nino phase. The strength of it will become clearer 
as time goes on and predictions become more accurate. But definitely we should expect uh, above average temperatures, uh, below average rainfall and intense heat this coming summer. Um, we've had three La Ninas in a row. Does that mean that the El Nino, when it comes, and as I understand it, that means the ocean will be releasing heat um, into the atmosphere. Does that mean that that will be much more intense because we had so many La Ninas in a row? And not really. The fact that we had three La Ninas is, is also unique. Uh, we don't normally have three La Ninas in a row. But what has happened is El Nino is a normal uh, phenomenon, but the impact of global warming is now going to intensify, or is expected to intensify that heating that naturally occurs from an El Nino. So because of that added effect, uh, the climate-induced effect, we should expect or we can expect uh, those above or the intensification, uh, if I may say so. Dr. Tafatso Mabadi, thank you very much indeed. Honorary Research Fellow at the University of KwaZulu-Natal School of Agriculture, Earth and Environmental Sciences. There are so many different implications coming out of what we've seen in the weather and the climate at the moment. And I have a suspicion it's going to become more and more of a conversation over the next few months and over the next few years. Issues around the climate and how to manage them as well. Also coming for you this morning, conversations around the Zimbabwean exemption permit. And we'll speak to Soliam Zamanga. He's the newly re-elected... I think that's right. The newly re-elected uh, leader of the Democratic Alliance in Gauteng. We'll be hearing from him uh, about his plans for the future. And then also Eskom finally being unbundled. It'll have a generation of transmission and distribution companies. How those will all work and how they will relate together. We'll speak to Professor Samson Mampwedi about that. 27 minutes after six.